You're listening to Augustus Cho's Fry It Up podcast on the Nana Music Network. From the quaint town of Cary in the great state of North Carolina, USA, a big Southern welcome to the Fry It Up podcast with Augustus Cho. This podcast can be seen on video via patreon.com backslash nanamusic, N-E-N-E-M-U-S-I-K. On today's episode of the Fry It Up, my guest is an exceptionally accomplished person in the broadcast and film industry. She has extensive experience in a profession that most people find amazingly interesting, and we will learn about that as we cover various topics. And along the way, she does humanitarian work through her chosen field to better the world. She's also working to bring film industry to the Northeastern Pennsylvania, which we'll unpack to get her message out. And with that, the Fry It Up podcast welcomes to the microphone an executive producer, a host, and most important, a single mother to her two sons, Stacy Toy. Ah, I almost like, like I teared up a little bit. Like I do a lot of these, but like, you know, sometimes just it's like, wow, <laughs> like who are you talking about? I can't wait to meet this person. <laughs> well, the single mom part, I'm like, I'm proud. Thank well, you for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always uh, amazed that single mothers raising children, especially two boys. Yes. And they're going to be 16 and 18. And uh, it's, I feel like they're catching up to me and I'm not getting older, but we all know that's not true. <laughs> yes. And one day, if we're lucky, your sons will realize that as they get older, so do her mother. So does her mother, you know? I know, but I don't think the mother wants to feel like that. <laughs> like, I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. And you look great, whatever Thank your you age. So anyway. you. I'm 38. I'm 38. Yes. <laughs> and so all that aside, how is the life treating you, Stacey? Uh... Wow. Like life has been really, really crazy all of a sudden just recently. And I'm so grateful because I took a lot of time, especially during COVID and over the last five years. And I really dove like headfirst into the crypto world and NFT world. And it's like, things are all starting to finally come together and everything that I was like kind of telling people here and there over time. And they told me I was crazy it's like in the news and with other people or I'm a part of it now. And it's like, things are actually happening and nobody knows how this stuff works. And I'm like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> like that's why I stayed home and studied instead of went to the bar, you know? <laughs> well, that's great. You sound like you're a futurist as well among your other accomplishments. No, I'm just crazy. Like ever, like people used to just tell me no way too much. And like, it's just like, that's where the tenacious toy, my father calls me the tenacious toy. He's like, Somebody tells you you can't do it, you go and you do it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> hey, as long as crazy is good as long as you're being productive. That's right. That's right. I used to be Stacy reel it back toy because all my ideas, they'd go, okay, now reel it back. And now it's like people don't say no. And I'm like, I just throw stuff out there sometimes just to see if they're like what they think, like, oh, and what about this, this, and this? And they're like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it, 
I'm, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. And, and it's just, thank God all those nights and days of studying didn't get for wasted. They, they paid off. Oh yeah. We're going to cover your educational background because you've got some extensive, uh, education there and in interest in places. So we'll unpack that. All right. <laughs> How are things up in the Poconos? Uh, the Poconos are great. I'm actually going back to the Poconos um, um, this weekend. I also have a place uh, down in Florida and I go back and forth just because of different various work commitments and other partnerships. It's just easier. Um, so I was down here doing, you know, some stuff and I can't wait to get back home. My, my son's here and um, we're kind of sick of the humidity, but we're going back up to Scranton and apparently it's just as humid. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the summer without humidity, right? Uh, I know, but I love it up there. And everyone, you know, told me that when we were growing up, when I was growing up, you had to leave these small country towns to go and have opportunity and to have things. And so I, I always wondered why we couldn't have something up there. And they were like, oh, because you have to go to Hollywood or excuse me, you have to go here. You have to go there. And I'm just like, well, all right then. So I went here, there, I, I went all around the world and um, I brought it back <laughs> and we have a production studios up there in the Poconos. And I do a lot of work up there and filming. And um, it's like, I just like it because a lot of people said that it wasn't possible. And now it's very possible. In fact, it makes things better uh, once you learn how possible it really can be. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're going to turn uh, that Northeast Pennsylvania into Hollywood, PA. That's right. Well, the office has already made Scranton famous. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. You and Joe Biden, you know? Yes. Yes. There's a Joe Biden <laughs> expressway. They just they just uh, changed all the signs and everything there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. A couple months ago. Everybody was a little ticked off, though, because they all had to change their business cards and their signage because it's a main road. But, you know, in the name of America. <laughs> Would that be like three, Route 309? Is that the main? Um, no, that's 309 is more towards like Wilkes-Barre. Oh, okay. um, it's actually it was the Scranton Expressway and it's now called the President Joe Biden Expressway. OK, well, sounds good to me. <laughs> you know, uh, Pennsylvania is uh, especially the Poconos. A lot of things to do up there. Yes. America's largest indoor water park is in the Poconos. It's like 20 minutes from my house. And I'm thinking all I had to play with was dirt and tree sticks. And now we have the largest indoor water park in North America, 20 really? minutes down the road, Kalahari. Mm -hmm. It's really Wow. Yeah. wow. You know, I used to camp uh, in Pennsylvania. What part? Well, French Creek, Hickory Run, Promise. I never got to Promise Land, but I always oh. wanted to get there because it's a beautiful area. Yes, I grew up. My grandfather used to take me fishing at Promise Land, and I've been to Hickory Run. There, it's not far from you know where I live and and where our studios is. So it's very yeah. nice. It's yeah. a small world, but all roads lead back to that area. It's crazy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pennsylvania has a nice state park system overall. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, there's. There's waterfalls and I, they're just really, they're really nice. And a lot more people should utilize them. Every time me and my sons go and, and, you know, utilize the hiking trails and see things, it's always people from out of town. And I always tell everybody, like, everyone's complaining about not being able to afford to go on vacation or do this. And it's like right in your backyard, day trips or, you know, staycation, this place is gorgeous. And if you don't, you don't even know it's there and you lived here your whole life and I have to tell you about it. So it's like, just look around sometimes. 
Well, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice area. And I used to do a lot of skiing up there. Oh, yes, yes. Skiing is big. That and the <laughs> champagne glass hot tubs, which I personally wouldn't touch, but it's a very nice place. I've been to the facility. <laughs> well, I think Mickey Rooney uh, put that on the map, didn't he? Yes, yes. Back in the 40s. And I know they added another, like, I think there's 38 uh, champagne glass hot tubs now at the one uh, location in the Poconos, which is awesomely crazy to me. Like, you know, like that seems like a real 70s thing, like a rotating circle bed that vibrates like you don't see those anymore. But, you know, hey, I think it's cool. It's a, it's a fun little attraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the big boulder skiing, Blue Mountain, Camelback, Jack Frost, Shawnee. I did all those. Yes. And then I worked right next, uh, I worked on like Montage Mountain. We filmed a lot of commercials there and it was right in my new studio, my new station's backyard. So that's really cool. I I knocked myself out more times skiing and snowboarding than, um, you know, so I stopped. (laughs) But I'd like to go down the bunny hill and uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I've done that bunny hill when I started, so it's okay. Yeah, I did it, but I didn't get much farther after that. And that's okay. You know, that's not, sometimes it's just not your thing. I'll stay in the lodge and eat a cheeseburger because like, I love that too. (laughs) Somebody's got to do that, right? Yep. And I'll watch everybody and then everybody fall. You just hear kids screaming pizza, pizza, just try and stop. And, you know, it's a free ticket to the circus. (laughs) Pennsylvania is really not a large state in terms of square mileage compared to North Carolina, Texas, and all these other places. But it's got a lot of interesting uh, places and and pretty places there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of my cousins come over from overseas in England. I have a lot of my toy family over there. And they'll come over and say, you know, let's drive to Pittsburgh. It's only this far on the map. And I'm like, that's six and a half hours. No, (laughs) take a plane. (laughs) You ever go to to Knobles? Yes, yes. I actually, the daughter was my intern at the new station, the the owner of the Knobles' daughter. And she's, they're all wonderful, wonderful family. I love the whole idea and concept. And I mean, it's free to walk around. You only have to pay if you want to ride the ride. So it's it's way more economical and, and better for people. And that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Knobles is one of those hidden gems that people oh, yeah. have no idea about. Yeah. And unlike, you know, the stuff that you see now that you go and receive from the 80s, that's dirty. And this is well kept. It's beautiful. It, just walk around that. I mean, it's a state park walk in and of itself with just, you know, a little extra color and lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unlike, uh, you know, like Dorney Park or Hirsch Park, Knobles mm-hmm. is surrounded by trees. You can get a lot of shades, you know, and, and people are very kind and civilized. And you can camp there. And I mean, they, they have, they have so much stuff there. A lot of businesses do their family days there. And then they have picnics because they have pavilions. It really is set up, but it floods a lot too. When, when flooding season happens. So that's the only downfall, but you know, it survived this long. (laughs) Well, you think we did enough commercial for Pennsylvania? We should talk about you now. That's okay. We (laughs) want to, you know, a lot of my friends work for the Visit Pennsylvania bureaus and all that. So, hey, if you want to sponsor a commercial. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Now, uh, you're very proud of the college you went. Yeah, I've, um, I've attended a couple. But, you know, yes, I'm I'm proud. Uh, mostly because I, I had no idea that I thought I could do it, actually. But then more so, I, I hate when people talk down to other people. <laughs> 
and say, because they have this degree or that title or whatever. And so, and people did that to me at certain points in my life, like, oh, well, we're the professionals and we're going to tell you. And we're, and it, it was like, you know, when I was at low points in my life, you know, they're saying, well, you'll always be, you know, a drug addict and a failure and you're not going to succeed. And we're the people who have our doctorates and our degrees. And so we're the, we know, and it's like, do you, do you really know? So now I went and I went there and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want to see if I can, you know, hang with the best. So Elizabethtown college was, you know, my, I still my alma mater for my bachelor's. I went to Oxford university over in England uh, back in 2003. And then multiple times over the years I was asked and Harvard, uh, business school uh, with their entrepreneurship program. So now I love it because I have more prestige degrees from more prestige places than the professionals who told me that I was always going to be something because they were that. So it's like, there's no need for it. Honestly, I've never gotten like a higher paycheck, never gotten, you know, anything that you normally hear about from having a master's degree or having, uh, you know, a whatchamacallit or having a, um, you know, the college or anything like that, I didn't get any more benefit other than, you know, the fact that it, it does, you know, make me qualified, but also it shuts people up. Cause like one person told me at one point in time, they said, uh, you know, oh, well you have to listen to me because I got my bachelor's degree from this place. And it was something, something community college. And I said, oh, well, I only went to Oxford and Harvard. So where did you go again? And it was like, they're like, Ugh, and shut up. Cause they were just being really nasty. That's the only time I've ever used my degrees is in that sentence is to shut someone up, but you shouldn't like look down at people. Cause honestly, you don't need degrees to go and get anything. I have them because I, I wanted to do it for me. I don't give a crap about it. What anybody else thinks they are. I'm proud of them. I earned them because I wanted them. So it has nothing to do with, Oh, I just want to show off. You know, they're not my Corvette and Ferrari here, but I wanted them. They're mine. Um, so I just, it doesn't matter. I tell everybody, don't get a degree. Don't go to school. Don't get student loans. If you don't want to, I mean, there's so many opportunities and, and nobody cares anymore. <laughs> as long as, you know people, you're a good person, you can network, you can connect, you have something worth of value, ideas. That's all people care about. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't want your idea because you don't have a degree. Like, get no, you get in here. I don't even care. What's your name? Like, that's all they care about. <laughs> and we will be right back after this important message. And we're back. Well, you said quite a bit there. We're going to circle back a little bit and, and, and kind of cover each one of them a little bit slowly so that people can appreciate. All right. Communications degree. I can talk too much. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That's the whole idea. This is why we're a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you went to uh, Elizabethtown College mm -hmm. and it's located right between uh, Harrisburg and Lancaster. Yes. It's a pretty area. And so what was it like the four years or how many years you were there? 
Uh, it was it was awesome. It was the best school. And I'm so excited, excuse me, because my oldest son is a senior uh, starting this fall. And so he's applying and he, we've already been going to the college, obviously, and talking to them and um, being involved in a lot of stuff over the years because I'm an active alumni. And so I'm really excited to see my oldest son go um, and be part of it. The campus was perfect. You didn't even have to cross a, like uh, a street that had cars on it in order to get to class. For me personally, I'm not someone who was like my friends who can go to Penn State and be in a classroom of 2000 people and whatnot. I needed that smaller uh, more attention, you know, as you can tell, I have ADHD. I think it's a superpower when used correctly. So, <laughs> but it's, it's, I, I just know what I needed for myself and I got all the opportunities that I was looking for there, including the opportunity to go to Oxford. I mean, growing up and not having money and, um, you know, still wanting to do things and seeing the world. I, my parents told me like, you got to find another way how to do it. They worked very hard. I wanted for nothing, but like the bills were paid, but there was nothing left over to say, Hey, yeah, you can go. I didn't even go on my senior class trip to Florida because we couldn't afford it. So and that's okay. But education was my route to traveling because then I could see the world and not have to pay for it because I was getting scholarships and grant money. And that's how I really got started. But I'd always wanted to go to Oxford because I'd heard about it. Um, my ancestors had gone there when my family lived there. My grandmother came over from Wales and I have a lot of families still left in England. So um, it's just something that's more near and dear to my heart. And I felt at home there. It was so weird. I felt right at home. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, I know somebody that went to Elizabethtown College. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she may have been there when you were there, maybe by one year. She may have been a senior. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were a freshman or sophomore or the other way around, something like that. Maybe she was a junior or something. Anyway, her name was Elizabeth Zerba. Liz Zerba. I've actually, that sounds familiar, actually. It really does. And I yeah. feel bad because if I see her face, I'm getting old now. Remember, I need to see faces. <laughs> right. face that I'm sure maybe we're friends on uh, Facebook or some side of yeah. social media. Sorry. <laughs> she was a beautiful young lady. Mm -hmm. um, she, she was my best friend's daughter, oldest child mm -hmm. from Wilmington, Delaware. And she ended up in Elizabethtown College. And uh, so I knew who she was. And she was such a beautiful girl that my fourth grade son was in love with her all the time. <laughs> Smart and pretty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, if you get a chance, look her up in your yearbooks. Um, Zerba is spelled S-Z-C-Z-E-R-B-A. Nice Polish name. It, sound, it sounds familiar to me. But again, like you said, I'm getting older now. I'm pushing almost 40. So yeah. it's 20 she, years ago. She probably is 40. So she's probably two, three years, years older than you. Yes. But uh, how time flies when you're having fun, right? It's crazy. It, it's, I'm just starting to realize that. Everyone always says that to you when you're growing up. But then all of a sudden you sit back and you're like, whoa, I said this just yesterday. Oh, my gosh, that was three years ago? Like, well, I'm glad we're here, but like, oh no, I got to hurry up. And it's, it's weird. It's a very strange thing. I'm, I'm having a lot of big epiphanies in my life right now, like with everything going on. And because I'm 
the one making decisions and how things should move forward and here and there. And I want to do the right thing and make sure that people don't get, you know, screwed over in certain things. And so I like knowing how everything works and I'm trying to change the way it is. If I set the precedent differently, then other people will act differently. I feel being the example. That sounds wonderful. I think we need more thoughts process like that. Well, it's hard. And <laughs> a lot of people give you a lot of, you know, hard time, but that's okay. It's worth it in the end. Honestly, I'm having a great time and I'm just, I'm honored, but wow. You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Time well, I, get the, I get the feeling you're going to be fine. You're going to go through that. You're going to make it happen. You can tell that there's a lot that happened this week, just in like how my, my whole demeanor, I mean, it's been, it's, it's been more crazy this week and just in the last like three days than I've probably had in the last two years. <laughs> I understand. So, now, when you're a student at Elizabethtown College, I mean, where, where do you go to spend your weekends? You go to uh, Harrisburg or you go to Lancaster? What do you do? Is, is it more like a suitcase college or what? Well, a lot of it is suitcase college. Like people mm-hmm. say, I did go I did go home, you know, quite a bit on the weekends, um, because I did have a boyfriend back home. And so it, it was what it was, what it was, but at the same time, I made sure to keep, um, you know, my college experience. Now as a freshman, two weeks into my freshman year was September 11th and right outside my window is conveniently located three mile Island. And I could see the stacks. And so, I mean, first time away from home, I'm there two weeks that happens and 81 is closed. My parents can't come get me. I can't leave. I don't have a car. They come give us a potassium iodide pill, which I kept. It's in my scrapbook. (laughs) And I'm like, what do I do with this? How does this work? What's my thyroid going to do? Like, I'm so confused. Um, And it really, it scared me. Yeah. Back up a little bit because I know what you're talking about. You're talking about uh, the nuclear plant back in 1970s, mid seventies. So back up a little bit, explain to other people not from Pennsylvania, what what you're talking about, what what your concern was. Sure. Okay. So Three Mile Island back in, I believe it was 1979, um, was having like a nuclear meltdown, they thought at that point in time, which was huge and could take out a lot, a big portion of the East Coast because of what it was. Um, Luckily, it didn't do that. But it, I know back then with the news, they said radiation could spread between 150 to 300 miles from that point. So in my mind, I'm looking at the stacks right out my my dorm window with the smokestacks that come up. And I'm like, this was not in the pamphlet that they gave me. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it was the scariest moment in my life. But it also solidified that I really wanted to go into news because I couldn't stop watching it. And I just kept, was like, what am I going to, that, that's what I want to do. I'm like, that's my adrenaline. That's my adrenaline. Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's like, it must be like firefighters when they, it's like scary to run into a burning building, but it gives them like, you know, adrenaline. To me, it was like, we have a job. I mean, and I went on to do that. I, you know, I directed live portions of the Sandy Hook shooting with the, with the children. Okay. We're going to cover all that. So don't worry. We got plenty of time. So so you turned that 9-11 experience and that nuclear power plant uh, behind your window into something that drove you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I mean, what else was I going to do? If not, I was going to bend over and kiss my butt goodbye and take that pill or whatever. I still don't know what to do with that, but it's in my scrapbook just in case. Great (laughs) memento of what could have been. Who else is going to give you that, really? Like, that's why I'm like, I'm glad I saved it. (laughs) That's the only school that I know that did that. So, you know. Again, (laughs) how many schools are around there where you could see the smokestacks of a nuclear power plant And, and, and having a terrorist, you know, taking planes to try to, nose dive them right into it so that's right that's right you'd say you went home sometimes during the weekends where where is home for you home is about um half an hour right outside of scranton it's very small it just made it on the map about six seven years ago and i think it's about three miles long but um my family when they came over to the united states like 250 years ago as farmers this is the original farm part of it. So we have, you know, a a few acres between me, my father, my brothers. Um, It's all been passed down through the generations. That's where I grew up. That's where my grandparents lived when they were alive. And I mean, it's, it's where I live now. So I'm not leaving that. That's, it's way too important to me. If they could keep it for 250 years, like I should be at least able to keep it too. <laughs> well, you've seen the world, like you've said, yeah. from that little town, and then you kind of made a full circle, didn't you? Yeah, it was funny. I, I was trying to find, you know, what made me happy, and I realized that it was all right in front of my face, and I had nothing, but I had everything, and I had to go out and see that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand and realize, you know, that I had my grandparents and both sets of my grandparents lived across the street from each other and I could walk there and they were best friends. And I mean, then when I, you know, got married and had my children and I I couldn't recreate that for my, my kids with, you know, my past in-laws and family and such. And it, it blew my mind. I'm like, what do you mean? People don't think like this and families don't act like that. Like I didn't, again, I didn't have much. We just had, you know, pond and a stick, but looking back, I see, and I, I'm glad I learned all the lessons and I paid attention. And I had that time on the porch, just swinging with them and listening to them talk. And because all of that stuff is what I used to guide myself today. It's crazy. It's, it's, again, I'm getting old, man. I'm starting to realize what's important. (laughs) (laughs) I've got 24 years on you. So That's okay. You're very wise then. You're very wise. I should shut up and be listening. That's what I should be doing. (laughs) I don't know about that, but you know, uh, people really don't need as much as they think. And Mm -hmm. often uh, it's an attempt to fulfill their happiness, but you can't buy happiness or, you know, happiness has to come from within. It's a decision. That's right. And I'm I'm not afraid to lose everything and start again because I've been there before too, which makes you more empowered. But it also makes you remember the you know, the steps so that you don't stumble down them again. You might catch yourself on the railing at least three steps down this time. And then you go back up. You don't, you're not just falling all the way down. Um, so again, every time I fell down, I've bounced up 10 times higher. So it's your mentality, it's your perspective. And, and you can't be afraid and worry about all of the stuff that doesn't matter. People are going to take all of that away from you. Your car could die and, you know, these earrings are going to lose their value. I mean, whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> I can still be happy, <laughs> you know, and I sleep at night and that's all I care about. <laughs> you have that 
American entrepreneurial spirit. Well, thank you. I didn't know I had it. And it was funny. I thanked my future business leaders of America advisor just yesterday because uh, one of the articles popped up as one of the top business articles uh, with my company in the metaverse. And I thanked her because, and I think that's important to show appreciation to people. I mean, this woman had planted seeds in me and had me be such a you know, big part of the future business leaders of America. And I'm going, I remember back then going, I don't know why she see what she sees in me because I just want to be a cheerleader and I'm going to be this and I'm going to do this. And she put me in all these places to like learn all these little things. And now going back and rereading all of the news articles and, um, you know, things that I've done. And it's like, she knew all along, but it's important to say thank you because people need to know, you know, when they've done something. And it just feels good. And Absolutely. Happiness and gratitude is yes. the important traits of successful mm -hmm. persons. Well, good. <laughs> yes. yes. Now, what high school did you graduate from? I went to Western Wayne High School. And it's, how many in your class? I think there was like 138 or something. Yeah, real good. big. <laughs> and real probably, big. probably you're the most successful out of that 138. Oh, no, I see it. I don't know. There's a lot of people who are very successful. But again, it's your de your definition of what success is, too. So, you know, as long as people are happy, I still talk to quite a few people. Um, but and, and we all, you know, support each other on social media, liking things. And, and we just had our 20th uh, anniversary reunion, but I ended up missing it. Actually, it was last summer. Oh, my gosh. See, it's been a year already. Um so it'll be 21 years since I graduated, but everyone, uh, you know, it's nice just to see everyone. It's not a competition. I don't want it to be because then everybody hates you. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Everybody's mm -hmm. on a different path. And as long as they succeed, that's okay. I'm doing what I want to do. If mm -hmm. I wanted to do what you want, what you're doing, I would do that, you know, but it's, that's why I'm here doing me. You're doing you, so why are we getting mad? You know what right, I mean? Like right. I never understood that. But again, I don't, I'm I'm very shy actually. I'm still like, I always was very shy. Um, I just kind of taught myself how to be like this. But so it's funny because most a lot of people do remember me still being shy. And so I kind of like get <laughs> that, like, oh, they know. They know. So like uh, I can't fake it up. <laughs> yeah. Something's die hard, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. And people think it's weird. They're like, you're not shy. I'm like, I just act, you know, like myself. But it's taken me a long time to even get like this. And um, yeah, I still get nervous, too. Everyone does. <laughs> sure. I mean, Robin Williams was extremely shy. You, you wouldn't see it, but, you know, that's what they're in acting. Yeah, he's brilliant. I just watched his Life with Garp the other day, which was from like 1980, I think. I mean, it's just so awesome and funny and, um, you know, almost sad to see, like, because he had such passion in that film. That film was like, he was, oh, and you could see it in his eyes. And it's like, sometimes knowing the end of the story, it, it just makes you wonder, like, how, what happened along the journey, you know, in people's real life? I know it's Hollywood and I know it's acting, but I'm a deep thinker. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good to know. Actually, I read that book when it came out because I found that title so rather interesting. And then I saw the uh, movie that came out after that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. he's a, he was great. And I, I still look up to him too. I don't care. He's funny. And he was true to himself when it came to dealing with the studios and the film and yeah. the fans and his image. So yeah. 
Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still miss him. That's right. Me too. I'll always like dance and say, dude looks like a lady while I'm vacuum <laughs> vacuuming that. <laughs> so, that'll never leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what'd you do after you graduate from uh, Elizabethtown College? Where'd you go? Uh, let me think here. All right. So actually I, I started, uh, what was I doing? I was working three jobs, I believe. My gosh, nobody's asked me this question in a long time. I'm usually prepared for my own life, but I want to make sure I'm I'm getting it right. But so I know when I got my master's, um, I was just about ready to give birth to my youngest son that will be 16 uh, at the end of this year. And I was working three jobs uh, at a dentist office full time doing the insurances I was a waitress at um, the local diner that my cousins owned, and I uh, worked uh, part-time at the news station, uh, WNEP Channel 16. Um, so I have no idea, even thinking back on it, how I made that all work, but I did. And I had my oldest son, who was two at the time, um, and my, my husband then, he had just gotten honorably discharged from the military because instead of re-upping, he decided to come home. Um, a lot of his friends were losing their families and getting divorced or their wives cheating on them. Um, he was in the Navy. So being stationed over in Rota, Spain. Uh, so he didn't want that. And he decided that he was going to leave the military, even though he loved it to death, uh, to come home and be a family. Um, which ended up proving to be its own problems because Pennsylvania doesn't have much need for Navy jet mechanics. So used to, you know, go around the Blue Angels and on aircraft carriers. We have one airport and the airport doesn't work like that. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a big, yeah. um, crazy time. And so, he was, so he was a white hat. Yes. Yes, he and, was. Uh, did he ever get down to uh, Willow Grove Naval Air, Air Station? Where is that? Willow Grove, mm -hmm. north of uh, Cheltenham. I don't think so. I know he was in, um, well, he was stationed in Norfolk for a long time. Um, Road to Spain. He was out in San Diego. He went around with the Blue Angels when they were on tour uh, for a year. And then he was out in aircraft carriers that went to like Bahrain and all that kind of stuff, being the jet mechanic. Um, and I loved hearing the stories. He, uh, they're scary and crazy. And who knows if they were even true, but I, they were like unbelievable. I asked for a Navy story a day. I'm a big Navy fan. <laughs> My cousin was also the master chief of the Navy for, for a while. So wow. uh, I'm just a partial to the Navy. It's <laughs> great. So I guess you were a single mother early on because your husband was on a ship in a way. Well, that was only the first year of my first son um, when he was away, but I've been a single mom now for, it'll be 11 years at the end of this year because my husband did pass away, uh, unfortunately, suddenly. Um, and so you did, I was 28 years old and got dealt that card and my kids were six years old and four years old and you're collecting an American flag, getting thanked on behalf of the United States. And that's it's like, I don't deserve to be saluted. And of course, my first thought's like, I can't wait to text my husband. <laughs> it's like really weird. But I decided to, you know, 
go through because my husband, his mother died when he was a young kid and he dealt with things very differently and it was different circumstances. And so he kind of taught me what not to do for my kids. So when I, I remember even just accepting the flag and I remember turning to the boys and smiling and saying, aren't you so proud of your daddy? Because I don't want to make it a traumatic experience for a six-year-old and a four-year-old. I want them to be proud of their father. And I don't want them to feel like it's huge. And you've got everybody looking at you. Everyone watches the widow. There was like a thousand people standing there. Um, so it, it, was, uh, it was the first time, honestly, that I had the balls, if you will, to just say the hell with everyone else because people were oh you're not crying enough oh you're not like I told somebody I said uh where are the rules at the funeral home like I'm I'm sorry who's who's making these rules because every person that went through that line that I could I made sure I told the story to them that my husband told me I told you I get navy stories every day so and we grew up together since we we were on the bus together we were a mile apart we graduated together we never dated in high school it was only after but if I know that he told me about this and it was important to him, I wanted to tell that person through the line. So I was trying to help other people just to, you know, be comforted because that comforts me to know that I could be like the one to say, hey, the, he, he was, you were so important. He told me this and this and this story. And that makes people feel good and not like, oh, I didn't call him back or, oh, you know, like we're all here to heal. Um so, you know, I, if nothing else, I put the fun in funeral, I guess. But, um, you know, it was, it was still serious. And the people are, oh, you didn't cry enough. I literally got that. And I'm, I was like, huh? These people are my age and 28 years old. And I'm thinking, you don't even have a boyfriend. And you've never been married. And you can't even keep a part-time job. And you're telling me what I need to do at my husband's funeral. Like, noted, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. God forbid when that happens to you, but this is how I'm going to handle it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You realize you just uh, came out with a jingle? Brown I love jingles. Yeah. I still got to come back. Tell oh, me, what did they say? We will. Brown and Williams, we put the fun in funeral. <laughs> 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 yes. Mm -mm. It's, I'm not insensitive, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. This is the end of part one. We thank you for listening and invite you to tune in the next time for part two. Meanwhile, join our growing family by subscribing to our podcast.